0: If you're a mom who's locked yourself in the bathroom for five minutes of peace, this is your podcast. I'm Jody Schilling, your host. Welcome to the Good Mom Podcast. Here, we will talk about how to stop people pleasing, how to stop doing too much for everyone else, and we'll define what a real good mom really is. I can tell you, as a mom of four, I have been through it all and I beat myself up for years, believing I was not enough. I finally cracked the code on how to be my real self. I learned how to stop apologizing, and it changed everything. You can start now to be the real you, the mom you were always meant to be. Let's do it. Welcome, moms. This is episode 21, and these are five truths that every mom needs to know. I have actually 15, (laughs) if I'm honest, that I'm going to be sharing with you, but we're going to start with five because I'd like to tell you the truth and then explain it a little more. So when I say five truths, I have a freebie that I can download, that you can download and I can um, add to the show notes that I created For any mom who's just at that point where she's like, I can't not deal right now. I just can't. Like you're overwhelmed. You have something really huge going down with your family. And so I called it seven things that help right now. And at the beginning of it, I said, first of all, you need to know these three truths. And now that I have been doing this for a while and I've been coaching a lot of moms, now I feel like those three truths are still truths that you need to know. But and then as I said, I'm up to 15 if I'm if I'm listing them out. So let's start with why you even need to know these. And I think that the way that I feel that they're helpful for me and for the clients I've worked with as well is that sometimes we need some I'll call them anchors, some some beliefs that feel true to us on some level, even if we are not believing them and acting them out in our lives. Let me give you an example. So the first one is that when you're going through something really huge with your family, the first truth you need to know is that it's not your fault. This is a huge one. And it's something that, especially if you're a parent of a child going through addiction, or even any loved one going through addiction, it's one of the first things that they share with you at any type of support meeting or group will share, you know, it's not your fault. And I really believe it is true, but I also have a little different take on it. So when you say it's not your fault, that's not saying that you have absolutely no part of what has happened, because that we know that that's not true right? Let's just take addiction. We'll take addiction as an example. If you love someone who has addiction in their life, then to say to yourself, it's not your fault. What you're really saying is that the addiction is not your fault. The suffering that they're having is not your fault. You didn't cause them to have addiction. Even if genetically it's in your family, it is not your fault. But here's the thing when we say something like that I also like to think about well what part is my you know what part is my responsibility and so I like to think of it as I didn't cause anything that's going on for my family I didn't intentionally or unintentionally want this to happen right and I do play a part going forward from a sense of responsibility, but that doesn't mean that that's a bad thing, okay? That means that I'm telling the truth about the whole situation. So no, it is not my fault. And going forward, this is how I want to make things better. This is how I want to play a part in and maybe make a change or two about the way that we have as a family responded to this in the past. And so in that way. I am kind of saying, yeah, there's a part of me that I maybe want to make some changes about in this. So using the addiction example again, I can say, okay, it's not my fault. That means that I'm not taking on the full responsibility. I'm not taking on the full blame or anything like that. But I'm also saying going forward, I wonder what we can do as a family to support sobriety or we can support whatever for our family feels right for us, right? So it, maybe it isn't sobriety but it's but it's a healthy use and there's a limitation for it. Like again, all families have this decision to make for themselves. So I'm not saying that it's all or nothing is the way that it has to be. For some people it is. Some people are, you know, they have to have complete abstinence. But there's other families and other people who are, have a different approach and a different way of looking at addiction. And so however we're looking at it, when we're the mom and we have this situation going on for our family, however we look at it, we just need to ask ourselves, is saying that it's not our fault useful for us and productive for us? And for some of us, that is when we're thinking of it as blame and responsibility and shame and all that, like it's not useful to think that it's our fault. However, for me, I also feel like I like to own the part that I can own. And so if there's something that I had said at different times that maybe was triggering and was not helpful for my loved one who was going through addiction, then I want to know that and I want to change that. So I hope you can see the difference between when we say that truth quote unquote, that the truth is it's not our fault. There's a lot more to that statement when I think when we can really tell the truth about it, this is all about telling the truth. (laughs) Okay. The next one is the idea that we face the truth. I mean, the truth is when we face it, And more so that we even more face our own truth, that this is how we get through or go through our life in a really authentic, just in our wise mind, which I've used before. It's a DBT term, but you have to face reality before you can go through anything. People who don't face reality try to go around a situation they try to avoid the situation. They try to buffer the situation. They don't want to face it because they think it'll be too painful to face. And what I have learned, and I'm still learning as I go, but what I think is so foundational and so important is that we remember that when we can face the truth, we're telling ourselves that we can handle the truth. <laughs> okay, just got the flash in the movie from a few good men. <laughs> you can handle the truth. Like we need that. I need to put that in a meme anyway. So when we can face the truth and we can send that message to ourselves that we have the emotional strength. And I think that we also have the emotional integrity when we say, you know, we can face it. And, and yes, I mean, every, every mom I know had this picture when they were planning their family and thinking ahead to, you know, those wonderful rainbows and daisies and this frolicking in the fields <laughs> image with your, you know, your family's just happy and everyone loves each other and it's just beautiful. And then reality comes and you you're sitting at the table going, I never ever imagined this is where we would be as a family. I never imagined that my son would do this or my daughter would say that or that, you know, we would be even considering this next thing we're doing, whatever it is, right? It's that facing reality piece is kind of a, I think it's the, whether you believe in God or the universe or whatever happening, it's like, oh, you thought that? Well, here you go. This is real life. This is, this is the real deal. So that is an important one. Number two, we face the truth. And more importantly, we face our own truths. Then, number three is that we feel all the feels. I just posted about this one. And as a mom, I think that we just have a pre programmed intensifier on emotion. I really do. I think it's part of our survival and it it really is a thing. But I know for me that sometimes I am overcome, really just overcome with emotion for how much I love my family, how much I love my kids and my husband and just the fact that we are a family. And it just comes in strange, you know, like unexpected moments where you wouldn't think that, but sometimes it just washes over me. And I'll just receive a text from one of my kids or or I'll overhear them talking and laughing with each other. Or somebody will give me a compliment about one of them and say, oh my goodness, you know, your daughter, she's so bright and she's such a bright spot whenever I see her or something like that. And I just feel this emotion fill up inside of me and and people talk about, you know, my heart is full and it's such a true feeling. I honestly feel a fullness you know, that it's like the Grinch, (laughs) my heart's growing two sizes. So when we recognize that we do have emotion and we can feel it, and we can feel all the different emotions, because I'm just talking about positive emotion in that first example, but we all know the negative emotions too. And again, when we allow ourselves to feel them, and i like to think of this statement too as moms that i think our feelings are our greatest weakness and our greatest strength and i say that because we can become so overwhelmed with the emotions especially the negative ones that we feel like we're unable we we can almost feel like we're paralyzed by the emotion if it's negative but when I say it's our greatest strength, I think it's also that we can feel compassion and empathy and love at a at a level that I think only women and moms can feel it at. That's just my thought, but I'm just going to go with it because I think I think it's true. So we can feel all the feels, and we do. That is truth number three. Truth number four. I really like this one. And I think this one goes again with, especially when we have unexpected things happen with our kids. And this one is that it's the idea that each of our kids is on a journey. They each have a journey of their own. And we are at each mile marker (laughs) cheering them on. We're their biggest fan, but This idea that they're on a journey that they're supposed to be on and on that journey, they're going to experience joy. They're going to experience challenges. They're going to go through some pain and it isn't our job to rob them of either, either of those, the joy or the pain, the happiness or the struggle, right? We're just like, I don't know, my kids were in cross country and If you are a cross country mom, then you know what I'm talking about. You go to the race and it's like you are going to run the race literally yourself too because you have to go to the next place. Like so they start the race and then you have this pack of parents who are going around the other way and on the other side and, you know, like trying to run up ahead and be at the next space to cheer them on. And it's so fun. There's a whole like culture around cross country and it's very fun sport, but, but it just reminds me, it's such a great example of, you know, they're going on their path and I'm not going to be worried for them and rob their joy of it, right? I'm not going to be like constantly like, oh, are you okay? Are you okay? I mean, that's not going to help them on their journey very well. That's not what they need. And I also like, I need them to experience the struggle so that they get a better time that they get. You know, they, they experience it for themselves and they are able to grow from it. You know, I want to just be their biggest fan. That's, that's my role. And even if they're going through something hard, I still want to be their biggest fan. I don't want to be the person over there judging, you know, and if we use, we could use addiction again as an example or any example where our kids, they're going to make mistakes and by letting them make them. That's how they learn from them, right? So trying to shelter them from them or or trying to protect them doesn't give them the opportunity to spread their wings and go. So that is truth number four. And I like the idea of thinking of a journey that our family is on also, not just that each of my kids are on their own journeys, but as a family, we're on a journey because I think that it fluctuates also where You think back when the kids were little and you, as a family, you start to form your identity as a family. You know, like, are we the, are we the fun family? (laughs) Are we the, like sometimes, yes, sometimes we are. Sometimes we're the intense family. Are we the loud family? And when we get together with some of the family on one side, and I'm talking extended family right now, but, but that's one of the characteristics of my family is that we are loud and if we're going to be loud, let's be loud and proud. And I I also heard a story recently that I loved that a guy was speaking. He was a motivational speaker, but he was talking about how in his family, if people are yelling each other, he goes, if people are yelling, then people are loving And I just love that so much because we definitely are yellers in our, in our house. We are. And I used to just have a lot of shame about that. And I used to think we were out of control and there's no need to yell. And there is truth to that in that we have some family members really get stressed by their yelling. And so we've had to be aware of that and make some changes with it. But we also, we also let everybody be who they are in our house. So I'm one of the yellers, (laughs) I yell and, but, and, and I recognize that it has an impact. So I've reined it in and I've learned to do better with it, but I also have my moments. So that is just another, I just had to share that side story about it, but the idea that we're all as a family as well on a journey. And so, you know, now that my kids are older, it's a different part of our journey And we're having different, our relationships change at each stage of these journeys. So, you know, where my kids and we all go through this with our kids where dad, it's like they only want dad, you know, dad, if dad's going to the store, then everybody wants to ride with dad in the truck or it's like they want mom to tuck them in or that kind of thing. So they do that when they're little. And then it seems like you have those stages also like the middle school years, you have the, you know, your daughter is more like. Dad, she just wants to hang with dad. Like it's too stressful, you're not getting along. Mothers and daughters go through different times. In high school it could change again and then in college or launching into adulthood. Those relationships can change between the siblings, between the parents, just as a family those dynamics can shift and that's okay. That's part of the journey of the family, right? Where And even if there's a family member who for a while becomes estranged, I mean, that is not a reason for us to think that all is lost or, you know, to make that mean something horrible and terrible about us as a mom or as a family. It can be that, yeah, that's what we're going through right now. We love them. They're not wanting to be apart right now or they want to be apart from us right now. We still love them. We still are a family. This is part of our journey right now. Okay, and then truth number five, I love this one too. And this one, I think you can write down. This is a writer downer. Okay, we release guilt, blame, and shame when we understand why we chose it. I'm gonna say that again. We release guilt, blame, and shame when we understand why we chose it. That's a big one. I think the guilt and the blame and the shame, and I, I like to just put all three of those together. <laughs> it's like they're they're connected and they're a little trifecta and they seem to like get energy from each other and get really strong. And it's like when when they all join the party in our brain, then we can really be taken down. We can kind of lose all our power when we let these emotions take over for us. And if we believe them. And so that's why we release them when we can understand why we chose them. And the key, key part there is that we chose them. I know that that's a stretch sometimes to think that. But we really, really did. We choose our emotions because we Have control over our thoughts. So if we are feeling guilt, it's because we are thinking a thought that's creating that guilt. And so we're choosing to believe whatever we're believing that's making us feel guilty. And maybe we want to. Maybe we really want to feel guilty because guilt is that we did something wrong, right? And humans do things wrong. I mean, we do. We're human. We do make mistakes. As moms, we don't get it right all the time. And that's okay. So that's how we release it, is when we can look at it and understand what's going on with it. When we can tell the truth about it, and we can feel the feelings, and we know this is part of the journey. Oh my gosh, I put them all together right there. Did you see that? (laughs) Oh my goodness. Okay, so... If you find these truths to be helpful, these are the kinds of things that I talk about with my clients and I teach them these concepts so they can believe them and reprogram their brain. Because the truth is, all of this stuff as a mom trying to be a good mom, thinking we're a bad mom, like all of it is because of our brains. It's totally normal. Nothing has gone wrong. And when we understand it, that's when we get our power back. And that's when we can decide that that's a ridiculous idea to think that we're a bad mom. It's absolutely not true at all. What is true is that we're human. We're doing the best we can as as are all of our family members, right? And it doesn't help us to think that we're bad It doesn't help us to feed into guilt and shame and blame, but it does help us to tell the truth about whatever's going on so then we can say, okay, now what? That is what I have for the first five truths. And I'm going to be having, as I said, (laughs) since I, I have 10 more to share, I'm going to break these into fives and I will be sharing the next five with you next time. But here's another thing. I just updated my website, and so I'm going to give you the www right now, and I'd love for you to go check it. There's plenty of opportunities on the website to reach out to me. So here it is. It's www.goodmomcoach.com. Again, that's www.goodmomcoach.com, and I would love to hear from you. You can reach out there. You can... Read about my story there. You can find out more about coaching. It's all there. So thank you for joining me this week, my listeners. And share this podcast. If you love this episode, share it and rate and review it. I would appreciate it so that more moms can hear what we're talking about and can feel better about themselves as moms and then have better, deeper connections with their families. Have an awesome week and I will see you same time, maybe a little earlier next week, right here. If you like this podcast, please rate and review so we can spread the word to other moms who are going through the same thing. You can also find me over on Instagram. You'll find links to my website there, information about my coaching program and free resources. Thank you again for joining me. Have a great week and please rate and review.